<laughs> you guys, let's do a show. Yeah. Let's talk about my cervix. Thanks. Nope. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and TV and stuff like that. This is episode number 276. We have now done as many episodes as the highest number of rounds in boxing history. Whoa! From a no, 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 wait. Tired. Wait. Yep. Wait. So, it, let's. how many minutes is each round? Three. Three well, minutes? So, so the people total fight was four hours and 30 minutes. Oh my god. It was a bare knuckle fight in 1825 between Jack Ugh. Jones and Patsy Tooney, and Jack Jones won in, in, in both were right? pronounced dead on the spot, apparently. Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah. Maybe it was a def- maybe it was a pitcher's duel. Maybe it was a very defensive I don't know. <laughs> Just two guys kind of circling. Yeah. For, <laughs> for four, four and a half hours. hours. And then one of them gets real tired and dizzy and falls over and the other one declares victory. <laughs> Do you think the crowd stayed? <laughs> um, like, I mean, yes, I mean what were the other options for entertainment in like exactly. six? Yeah, there wasn't much going on. Yeah, there's a guy with the the organ grinder and the monkey. <laughs> you could roll That's a hula hoop with a stick down the street. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> the guy with the organ grinder is like pissed. There's a boxing match. He's like, "Damn it, where are all my people? <laughs> my market share." <laughs> dink, 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 dink. Back to me, the monkey. It's Smitty's time. Speaking of things that'll wear pretty much anybody down, this week we're talking about <laughs> Under the Stairs by John G. Stockmere. Uh, hey, wait, let's play a bumper. This is the first book of the self-published Band World series. This is uh, sponsored today uh, by the winner of the prize from International Live Show way back in the day. This is John from Norway, who says, quote, The story is essentially a scientific look at a fantasy world, with both social sciences and modern engineering coming into play from the main character. And some, at times, super weird sexual components. And, yeah. and I'm going to say, if this doesn't teach us to stop giving away prizes, I don't know what will. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, because John seemed like he genuinely enjoyed it, and he he su- seemed to suggest he thought we would, too. Uh, wait, wait, wait. John, the guy talking, because he really enjoyed it. Well, that's true. John G. Stockmeyer definitely <laughs> no. enjoyed it. John from Norway, so, our sponsor, seemed to think we would enjoy it. Listener John thought we would enjoy this? Oh, listener John. Oh, listener <laughs> I mean, John. I'm going to think this is a situation where it's like maybe like gained in the translation, you know? Where well, it's like, it's a lot better if English is not your first language, perhaps? Or, or if you don't know women, because this was the most misogynistic piece of crap I have ever listened to. <laughs> well, that's because oh. you haven't read what we've read. Oh, you, you haven't, haven't read, read some other crap. shit we've read. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe it's just because uh, there's not a lot of uh, other options for entertainment in Norway. It's just this <laughs> Oh, that's Oregon not grinder. true. That's a fun-loving people than the Norse. I mean, Lisa, uh, what was was it? Did you mean you had an issue with the fact that like the one female character, her like her main defense mechanism was rape? Was trying to get other people to sexually assault her? Yeah. 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 No, I liked that. Like the bar for like respect of women is not raping. Like, like that was the bar in this world. You're a gentleman. If you don't rape a woman. That's... And then she wanted rape because she'd rather have rape than torture. That that was the entire, like, look at males versus females in this world. Which, she was the only one, wasn't she? Oh, wait, wait, there was also, there was also was the, the English weird. professor's wife. Oh, right, and I don't remember her. Oh, yeah, and the weird. 
I like that. Although it does seem strange to give the name weird to female uh, wizards, mm-hmm. like since we already have a name for that, witches, and weird already has another assignment in the English language. Mm-hmm. Just seems weird to make it do that duty. Weird. I do like a definite article, though, in front of my name. You know, something. <laughs> the Ezra. The Ezra. Yeah, the Ezra. Pretty good, guys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this this harder for you guys too. Is that I didn't entirely hate it. You're right about the 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 misogyny, but we've had worse, and. I don't know. I was expecting so much worse from a uh, from a self published series of fantasy novels by a historian at a, at a community college. I don't know. I yeah, it was, right. was was this guy a historian at a community college? He's by a the way, history just professor. So you know, he is dead. Yes, he died last year before yeah. he finished oh. the series. So I kind of feel bad when I'm making fun of him because I think the only person who will hear this is his son, who's probably dealing with that. Who's so who's sorry. finishing the series? Yeah, Person. sorry, John L. Stockmeyer, you're uh, the son of John G. Stockmeyer. Uh, we'll take it easy on him, but. Uh, I, I think I thought I don't know. I it wasn't good, but it was all right. I don't for know. for a seventy <laughs> to eighty year old professor writing something and self publishing it, I was expecting worse than this a little bit. Oh, we've God. we've had so much worse, you guys. Well, I haven't experienced it. I've always you guys have always had me on when I've already read the book, oh. <laughs> and so like I already like I'm like I'm into oh, this whole like beach yeah. read. You always put me on for beach reads, so this is the first time that I suffered like Sarah Hathaway. We oh, Lisa, so many- Lisa, welcome to our hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry for so many guests who hate you now. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't say like, that out loud at one of our staff like. parties. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, this was so. If you want to sponsor an op, uh, a book of your choice, if you want to sponsor something that you like that we might not, uh, or any self-published weirdness from the world, <laughs> go to readjustry.com and sign up for the mailing list. Get on that mailing list, and you'll find out when we open up more sponsorships. We just finished around; so it's going to be a couple months. But the also the mailing list is super fun. We're doing really cool stuff with it right now. So get on the mailing list; you'll like it. Yeah, readjustry.com. Let me introduce your panel. I'm Alex Falcone on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York, Mr. Chris Smith. Meow, meow, Alex. I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that was mine. <laughs> I ran under the stairs, and the rest of this whole ex- escapade is all about trying to find me. And then, so staticky. Yeah, my fur's a little staticky, but otherwise I'm a normal cat. It's kind and, of delightful, actually, uh, that this entire adventure was a cat's fault. Yeah, nothing <laughs> happens to the cat. The cat just appears at the end and at the beginning. Oh, it's but sort of he, like no, a, no, no, he saves his life because otherwise the the girl's going to murder him. And then she's like, oh, he's holding a cat, so I can't crush him to death. <laughs> right. But like other than the fact that uh, I as a cat am beloved by my history professor owner. Um, In a there, creepy there's... way, by the way. Creepy, creepy way. Well, he has no friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no friends. He's uh, I'm, I'm my owner's only friend. And I show up at the beginning and I show up at the end. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also joining us today, he's uh, in Northern California. Please welcome back Mr. Ezra Fox. Uh, excuse me, miss. Uh, have you seen my cream-colored cat? <laughs> its name is Cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty decent name for a cat. I don't know. You guys, are, you guys are such haters today. What is the opposite of shade? Are you just throwing sun on him? <laughs> No, not sun, a uniform yellow sky. Oh, my lord. I'm throwing a little uniform yellow sky on this book. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Also joining us today in Queens, New York. Welcome back, Lisa. I sense a vast imbalance in the tabernacle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. It's tabernacle time. (laughs) 
I just heard that with his beautiful, beautiful cadence, and I was like, that is the best line. His cadence is so funny. (laughs) I assume you guys listen to this sped up. I yeah. can't. I oh, can't. Of course. Figured out. Oh. oh, no. Lisa had to listen to it at 1x. <laughs> oh. my, yeah, so I my my ex is like, I, I found a program that was specifically let me make it past like what iTunes will like. Let you, uh, <laughs> so this is, this is cruising along. Are you, are you oh, saying man. that maybe the narration was a little slow? Yeah, I, I was listening to it at tw- at two times, and he was still taking these very long pauses every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, it, it seemed, I was like, did, like he took a nap or something? Like he passed yeah. out and then got, whoa, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, then she <laughs> went down the stairs. It, it kind of makes sense for the trans, for like some of the dialogue because one of the conceits of this book is that, uh, John Lyon goes through a place under the stairs and, uh, and he ends up in a place where like magic is doing the translation and maybe magic gets a little overloaded sometimes. And so, like, oh. you know, there's like a, yeah, there's maybe a this magic is more Siri than Google Voice. Yeah, oh definitely. yeah, it's like magic, like buffering, buffering. Bu- <laughs> you I seem love- dot 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 sad. Okay, but he could never get it together on the word still the grain. Still the grain had like four pauses. It was still the grain every single time. And Jason walks by because I was listening to it out loud, and he's like, "Is that guy just pausing it each time? Like, it sounds like he's he was doing it syllable by syllable, going still pause." Get her grain together. Duh. Pause. Grain. Pause. I like I, when you say <laughs> it that way. It makes it sound editing. like a rap group called DeGrain who's doing a comeback album. Oh, still D. her grain. Still DeGrain. Oh man. All right, let's find out the other. Uh, other things that were fun about this and not fun. Chris, summarize for us in the style of a nervous, God. depressed historian. With a cat or not a cat. <laughs> well, I used to have a cat, and, and the cats run away, and now I just don't know what to do. Um, oh, man, you, know, there's you that pet triangular... that cat. You pet that cat, and <laughs> gross. <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris, what happened in the book? Tell us. Sorry, I'm just... Uh... Uh, we're probably going to cut this, but I can't help but think of jokes about having cream all over my chest. (laughs) Just she likes to be there, you know. She leaves a little cream residue. Cat hair. Well, he probably cut her a lot, inappropriately. Yeah, when I stroke it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So... Uh, Under the Stairs is uh, a book uh, that takes place in a, in another world from ours. You know, you might think here we are in the in the greater St. Louis metropolitan area, and uh, or or perhaps Kansas City, somewhere near Missouri. And uh, uh, but really, uh, I I chased my cat. I'm I'm John Lyon. I'm a, a professor of history, and I chased my cat under the stairs, and you, and she disappeared. And I thought it had something to do with static electricity. So armed with a Van de Graaff generator. <laughs> I traveled into another world, a world called Band World. It's made of bands. If you want to know what the world looks like, picture the archery target with different oh, that circles. Kind of bands. Yep, different circles with different colors. There, oh, yeah. There's a map that uh, I didn't bother looking at. Uh, well, but on the cover of the book, there's some like looks like drawn by a child circles and colors. So I thought that was the map too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so. In the world of band world, it, there is magic. Uh, so there's no science, but there is magic. 
Uh, and the magic only happens during the day. Um, during the day, you can light torches with your hand just by gesturing at them, and they produce no heat. Uh, there are wizards that can wither people away or wither their eyes or, or do all kinds of uh, crazy and terrible things. And each of the bands is a different color. So in, in the band of Stildegrain, where, where John Lyon lands, um, it's yellow. So the sky is yellow, and that's the richest, best one. And it's ruled by an evil king, Yorin. Um, and, and the king uh, is, is bad, but there's also a wizard. There's a mage, and the mage has all this power. And uh, the, the wizard's name is Melkor. But Melkor dies just as John enters the world. He gets crushed by a ceiling or something. And so... Uh, Under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> yes, the most mysterious. Um, and, and so everyone thinks that by entering the world, uh, John Lyon is, is the returned uh, great and powerful wizard... Uh, Von, sorry, Robin. Von Robin, because it's actually a guy named Van Robin, but it's it's Von. Robin. Yeah, that was yeah. so fun. How he never thought like maybe Von Robin and Van Robin are the same person. <laughs> yeah, but they think he thinks he says no, I'm John Lyon, and they go no, you're Van Robin or Fun Robin or or more fun loving Robin. Funyuns, <laughs> Funyuns. <laughs> You're Mr. Funyuns, and this is your mage castle. And they put him up in, in the aptly named Hero Castle. He lives in Hero Castle. And there's a girl, her name is Platina. She's an ethereal, so she has some vaguely mystical powers. But really, she's just sort of childlike and uh, follows him around for a while. If I remember, the mystical powers is basically just like turning up to 11, whatever you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, or, or uh, if you feel a little happy, a little sad, she can choose to make you feel a lot happy or a lot sad. Or a lot sexually aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, please so, don't. Uh, let's not. <laughs> we'll skip let's, let's avoid that entirely. Uh, so the way that the mages work is they have these little crystals. Uh, so uh, John has the yellow crystal that Melker used to have, and now uh, he's Mr. Funyuns. And... Um, <laughs> He eventually gets put in prison by the king, and in prison he meets this guy, Golden, who's actually the heir to the throne of another place, Malachite. It's, it's the, uh, is that the red band or the green band? Uh, anyone know colors or shit? Isn't red band the one where it's too dirty to show in normal theaters? Oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, Malachite's green. Okay, so it's the green band. Thanks, Bing. So Golden is the... <laughs> really? <laughs> Thank you, Bing. Really? Bing? Bing, Bing gives you rewards for searching. Bing like basically pays you to, to use it. So, <laughs> yes. And if there's anything that Ez likes, it's, ha- it's free, much? vaguely hard to get um, rewards. It roughly works out to be a half a cent per search. Right. Oh. But, but think how many searches you do in a day. Yeah. Up to four. <laughs> well, you could also just search randomly without it being useful. So, like, I'm just going to search for a bunch of things that I don't need, and then I'll, I'll get money. Like, this kind of behavior for me was so adorable in college, but you have, like, an adult income now. <laughs> yeah, but I still don't want to have to pay for a Hulu Plus, and now I won't have to. <laughs> Caleb's college fund is looking up. <laughs> Caleb, you can go to any college worth up to 50 cents a month. <laughs> oh, my God. Lucky I boy. can't believe- well, okay, so um, they so escape from prison with Golden's help, and so it's Platina, the girl, Golden, the, the guy the, who wants the throne of Malachite, and there's John. And John is slowly learning more about this world. Like, they can only talk to each other during the day because the magic of translation only happens during the day. 
And each of the bands has a different specific gravity for some reason. So when they travel to different places, they either feel lighter or heavier. And because all of them are lighter than Earth, everybody thinks John is super strong. When really, uh, he's just kind of a normal dude back home. Uh, but they're like, wow, you can like... I, I would argue even probably weaker than normal. Yeah. yeah. Being a, he, he, has an an, he has an inside job. Yeah. yeah. He's got really nice baby soft hands, though, from it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> and him just from stroking cream. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> From putting cream on his chest? Yeah. Uh, or his lap. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in traveling around, uh, they realize that uh, something bad is, is going to happen. There's going to be a war or a plague or a pestilence or some vague badness is going to happen to this kingdom, the world of all these bands, and specifically to Stildegrain, where uh, all the people are, uh, you know, pretty good and, and worth defending. So John goes back and uh, because he goes back to Hero Castle and he becomes the mage in reality. And so he, he used to think, ah, I don't have magic. I'm just going to use science and 20th century know-how to, to solve my problems. Like, and uh, gravity another- imbalances. Yeah. yeah, and gravity imbalances. Uh, but, like, so when there's an attacking navy, nobody in this world had ever thought to put a battering ram on a ship. He's like, so hey, not put- 20th century. Just like, 7th like, century. He was just, I like yeah. how he's like, this is Fourth. medieval. And then he's like, but this was in the 7th century. And I'm like, you do not know when the midi- but he's medieval a, means. He's a history professor. That's what I know, he and does like, know. But, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't know. He kept getting confused on what medieval was the entire time. <laughs> I, so what is is that like an early like evil? Is actually what you're talking about? <laughs> Pre-evil. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out that that he uses both science and then also magic because the, really the crystal actually number. is magic, and he uh, he kills a bunch of people in the other army, like hell's like, people, like. <laughs> hell's of people and and he goes crazy for a little while and everybody's afraid of him um and then uh he well, realizes- but they're also super happy because they've been like expecting him to do crazy murder magic for a long time yeah and they're and like they- hey hey you're gonna help us right with the crazy murder magic <laughs> any like, minute now whoa 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 <laughs> yeah you I can see how that. they were pretty how like knowing that he had that power the whole time you can see why the army was pretty disappointed that they had to actually fight yeah. <laughs> well, our king does have crazy murder magic, but he's going to make us go into hand-to-hand combat with a superior army? That seems like a weird strategy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, basically like Neo like sending wave after wave of like uh, poor humans yeah. uh, against uh, agents. <laughs> of, of greasy ravers against robots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so eventually, he, he does go home, and the weird thing is that uh, due to theoretical physics, apparently... <laughs> Yep. Only a couple of days have passed, and he was like there for like six months in Ban World, uh, going crazy with the crystal stuff and traveling around and just kind of questing, I suppose. Um, Wait, I think even less than that time. I thought like the cereal he had out was still good. Yeah. No, he, no, 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 no. The, the milk, milk in, the in the fridge, the milk in the fridge was still good. Uh, if he okay. left on a Sorry, Friday and you come back was. into town on a Sunday, your milk's probably still good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he rescued his cat. Saturday can be um, crazy, and, Chris. And, yeah, but his friend, the professor, totally believes him because he gets back and his hair's longer. And, yeah, um, like like suspiciously long. Five like, inches, yo. Five yeah, inches. It's either that or a weave, and uh, <laughs> and that's the book. <laughs> no one could get a weave over the weekend. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to you got to admit that it would be a pretty weird decision for a college <laughs> history professor to go get a weave. I don't. 
I don't think there are a lot of unweird decisions for a community college <laughs> yeah, history I mean, professor. You know, we, well, we, we have a history professor friend of the show, right? Yeah. So, like, has Mike done this? I cannot, you know, we have not been in close enough touch recently that I could tell if he's gotten a weave or not. <laughs> he doesn't post on Facebook very often, so it's hard to say. Mm. We should ask him if he's in band world. I do. <laughs> yeah, how's your relative gravity, Mike? <laughs> Write in and tell us. I'm sure we've got other professors of something. I'm sure we got some community college professors listening to this. Yeah, tell Would us. Would you notice if one of your fellow professors got a weave? Or are you just uh, so nose down in the books? You wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, so let's let's say something nice about this. We like to start in with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. Let's Lisa, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in her opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Uh, last. Last. All right. Chris, you never go first because you just summarized, so it seems weird. So let's do it now. Let's make a weird decision. Oh, okay. Uh, let's make a weird decision. So talking about weird decisions, uh, John Lyon, mm. his hair at the end of the book is long, like I was talking about. Like a lion. It, like a <laughs> lion. That's right. Like a, His like mane a noble... was long. I'm yeah. sorry. It's early. Yeah. Um, so what I like about this ending is like, so his friend Paul, so he's telling the whole story to. Uh, which would seem awful because this guy's a lousy storyteller. Um, but <laughs> he was telling, the, and we already heard all story. <laughs> yeah, the whole, not just like, hey, I, you know, it seems like I spent six months in a magical, magical kingdom. Oh yeah, I don't believe you. Well, Paul does believe him because his hair is suspiciously too long, and actually right? advises him not to go into work and instead to go get a haircut. Uh, so that way, no one in town a, sees him. It's a true friend, right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. true friend. But I, what I would it? argue. Also, the issue would be that he smells like he spent six months in medieval times. <laughs> yeah, which isn't a good or smell. Or not medieval times, depending on what you. Yeah, or medieval right. times in a restaurant, which also smells bad. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, <laughs> I like calling medieval times a restaurant. That's funny. <laughs> um, but what, what do you call it? A horse park that serves food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, a horse park that serves food or a restaurant that has horses. <laughs> Did the markups all on the food and beverage? That's where you make money. Oh man, yeah, the, eat, the horses eat like just... a caveman. We don't believe in washing forks. Um, <laughs> so the thing I love about this whole solution is that it's revealed at the very end. Paul's like, "Well, I believe you, but I won't tell you why." Oh, I won't tell you why, but I, I, I really do believe you. And finally, at the end, he reveals something obvious like his hair. And I grew up reading Encyclopedia Brown stories yeah. that were very, very much like that, where there was a detail that they included at the very, very end. You ate your hot dog from the mustard side, but a true hot dog connoisseur would eat from the ketchup side. Everybody for- <laughs> knows. Yeah, exactly. It was always something great like that. So, so you must have hidden the coin you stole mad. in your hot dog. Yeah. So so the, the thing about the hair made me super Gross. mad at first, and then I realized it was Encyclopedia Brown, and I went, aww. <laughs> Get, guys, Encyclo- like, so I thought I was a pretty smart kid. Encyclopedia Brown made me feel so stupid. Like, I, my hit rate was like one out of like the 60 books that I read. Yeah, that's because like... It, if you went back and read them, they are stupid. A lot, of them, <laughs> a lot of them are bullshit. Like, the hot dog one I just said is totally real. Um, yeah. What? Yeah, that was a real one. I remember. That's when I gave him on Encyclopedia Brown. Is there was one where he was like, "Hot dog connoisseurs always eat their hot dogs," and I was like, "No, you're making this up. This is dumb." <laughs> when I was five, I tried to write an Encyclopedia Brown story. Oh, nice! Oh. I would have loved to read that. And it didn't go anywhere because I had no idea how to, you know, plot or pace or uh, outline. <laughs> did you but try? End, did you ever try to solve mysteries for your neighbors? I for didn't. five cents no. uh, plus oh, expenses yeah. or whatever. Done. It was? Oh man, you put a nickel in the can. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but my my ending was it was this guy because he smiled when he when he talked to Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, he just could sense why because <laughs> he because he, he that was That's his a line good face. twist, man. That is yeah. a good twist because everyone uh, hates that kid. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing that they don't say about Encyclopedia Brown is now he's an adult and nobody likes him. Uh, I'm gonna go second. My major compliment is um, that the. Uh, this book went to incredible lengths to show the world necessary to make a community college history professor seem really important. And yeah, I liked that uh, John G. Stockmire sat down and figured out what it would take. And I like imagining that for everybody now that like what, what, what all would it take to make this person that I'm hanging out with uh, seem like a really important like savior of the world? What situation would be necessary Mm-hmm. To make so, like, what if there was a world under the stairs where only a bus driver could reign? You know, I just yeah. Or guys, each of you, what would the world be like that you would be so nice? Actually, I've I've totally thought about this already. <laughs> oh really? Great. Yes, well, go. here's our chance, Ezra. Tell us about it. So, uh, I get recruited by the government to launch a top secret ad campaign. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, so, so, so I, I should I back this up a little bit. So, one, the problem is the the world is like overpopulated, okay, uh, uh-huh. and like it's expanding at a rate where we just can't keep up with the resources, uh-huh. right? Um, and I get recruited to uh, launch a top secret ad campaign to convince people to use this brand new euthanasia machine. What? <laughs> so that makes perfect sense. But go back a second. Why? Yeah. How is it, like, is it a, if it's a secret ad campaign, no one's going to see it, right? That's kind of the whole purpose of an ad campaign. Okay, so I guess it's not top secret, but I'm like, uh, it's a top secret program, and then I just have to find a way to spin it. Oh, okay. Like, it's oh, like, like okay. yeah, so like, like, unbeknownst to all of us, the government has been designing a way to kill everyone, like, and I just have to find a way to make it, like, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I do want to die today. Wait, so you're the That's... bad guy? No, no, I saved the world, man! Because overpopulation is real. <laughs> Every supervillain thinks they're Wait, saving the world. Are, yeah, exactly. Are you reading Dan Brown right now? You're reading yeah, Dan that Brown right now. That sounds pretty Dan Brown. But you guys, Chris just said something really powerful that I think we should dwell on for a second. Every bad guy does feel like they're helping the world. That's part of the thing. Yeah, that isn't isn't that the hell of it that yeah. everybody has their reasons? Yeah, no one thinks they're the baddies. Are you, yeah. are you telling me the government tricked me into doing this? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you're a terrible person in this story. Drat oh, and man. double drat. <laughs> I'm going to have to use my own machine now. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Ezra. Well, it's your turn now. What's your major compliment? Uh, so when uh, John Lyon gets to um, uh, Stildegrain, uh yeah, he has two people. He's like the what is it the the ethereal right the ethereal uh, platina. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and he also gets also a word that it was yet. previously assigned in English. <laughs> Does it uh, normally yeah, mean we have another girl who we can make his you blind feel. butler named Crisis? Yeah, yeah. blind butler Crisis. Actually, I like that. Withered out of his head. I, no, because um, he was. They and, were in trouble. They were like, "Oh no, the king has been murdered. We need to call Crisis." And then he was like a dude. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot because I pictured Woodhouse from Archer. Whenever he yeah, talked. for sure, he definitely was Woodhouse. Oh, definitely. And, and uh, like, Woodhouse is great. Now, so. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Yeah, Archer's pretty good. Archer's, Archer's pretty, pretty good. good. And it's back. And it's. I liked Archer Vice a lot, but I also am glad they're back to spying. It's really nice. They un. They unbooted slash rebooted. I loved that. It was De-booted. such a good like. And now we're just back where we started. Yeah. <laughs> it was solid. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Lisa, that's you. Major uh, compliment. It's your turn now. 
I guess I'll go with the fact that when he goes into band world, the ceiling crashes on the mage, and the well, mage dies. Well, I, Plat- I don't know. Platina did that, right? Platina. It turns out that that was a murder. She was amplifying the magic, and instead oh, of making it go into whatever. the mage, yeah. I didn't pay attention. Right. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, it falls in on him, and he's crushed. And yes. she didn't know you could kill a wizard, and it was very. Wizard of Oz. And yes. And I loved oh. the fact that I was thinking about the Wizard of Oz for a little bit, about a better... <laughs> Instead of this book? Yeah, about a better fantasy novel. And then whenever they talked about it, and I was just like, the Wicked Witch is dead. Like, I was just singing the song You're imagining the, the, the crushed <laughs> mage's feet rolling up into yeah. the rocks? <laughs> totally, because that's what... It was. Yeah, he was crushed, and they were all like, you crushed him, you killed him. And they were, like, talking about how mean he was. Yeah. It was very much The Wicked Witch is Dead, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed that little. I, I loved her lesson from it also, which is that um, you couldn't, like, you could only kill a mage by dropping stuff on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the only way that she figured out how to kill a mage. Well, and in, the, in this world of band world, mages are thought to be nigh unkillable. And so she's like, well, the ceiling crashed, and it happened to kill this mage. Therefore, I have found a way to kill mages. Science! Yeah. Yeah, but why not assume, like, I wonder if, like, a side-to-side crush, like a garbage compactor, would also kill a mage, or if it's only top-down crushing. Like a Death Star trash compactor? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you get, yeah, you get R2 to to shut it off before that happens, is the thing. But, but, like, let's say he doesn't, you know, because, like, it's after midnight, and so you can't understand each other anymore, so the signals are confusing. (laughs) Would that crush a mage, or would it only be a top-down? Like, but then... Wait. It has to be top down because he's stealing it from other fantasy novels, which are what a lot of the powers were. Okay, so he's okay. Like, according to the Wizard of Oz, you can only crush a witch. All right, all right, all right, like. all right. So what if he's laying down in the trash compactor and then it okay. goes side to side, but it's technically top down to him? No, I think Alex, you're mistaking <laughs> lateral force. Yeah, and what's needed mm. is vertical force because yeah. uh, it's but a, it's down a is wherever the band is. A world made of bands. <laughs> it's a world made of bands, Alex. So it's like it's just like the Beatles it's a world and, made bands. and yep. and, and gravity go, had something to do with it. And something, gravity something, gravity. Then yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly gravity related. All right, well, let's do let's let's find out things you guys didn't like because it seemed like there was some scraping on those compliments. Let's jump into uh, let's jump into our hate world. Uh, gravity, turns out man. the hate is flat, so you can go to one end. You can just see forever when you look at your hates in any order. What's a horizonless hate from you? First, I you know, it may be a little unfair, but this was a very large part of my experience of the book, is the narration was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, he made a slight effort to do some voices, which I appreciate, <laughs> but at the same time... Uh, well, he had two voices. Pace, he had main character and all the other characters. That's no, true. he had frog voice for men. Men had a frog voice, and oh. women had just like the sad, sad dude trying to do. Well, but girl so voice. did so did Woodhouse. He had a sad girl. <laughs> yeah, voice. Wood voice. Woodhouse had a thin old man voice, which I like to think was John G. Stockmeyer's real voice. Uh, well, so so the the but he did that half production thing where it's like. One in eight sounds has a sound effect. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. soundboard with like with like bird song and like rushing water and like a hum. For yeah, the there's a hum. power. But but didn't yeah. you get the idea that while he was narrating it, he was like really like pleased with his own writing? I kind of enjoyed that bit of it because he, he was so earnest. He was just he like, was you guys... savoring the fuck yeah, out of his words. <laughs> I kind of liked that, and like I thought it was going to last throughout the whole novel but then it wore off like that's well yeah you spent 30 hours 
You spent 30 hours in a studio recording a book. You're going to get pretty bored with it, even if you wrote it. Yeah, but he just didn't try to get through it. I mean, like, so much of it was just so slow, and those guitar interludes that didn't make any sense. So every single chapter, he said, you're listening to this chapter from this book, from this series, by this author, and then they played the same guitar lick. Except the like second to last chapter that had a different guitar lick because <laughs> yeah. things were changing. That guitar lick <laughs> happened twice, actually. Some I, sweet licks, yes. guys. Um, <laughs> no, it was like somebody could strum on a chord and pick up a finger or two, and that was it. But the, the crazy thing was he ends every chapter with like the guitar lick, and he starts every... So like basically, you end up with like roughly a minute per chapter, which is 24 minutes of just yeah, the guitar it's, licks. It's a significant amount. Although, I gotta say, when you listen to it sped up, I kind of enjoyed the guitar lick, because <laughs> the words sounded normal speed, pretty much, but the guitar lick sounded really frenetic. So it was like, he had someone on guitar that was trying to keep up with my pace. So he would be like, you're listening to chapter 22. <laughs> Wow, great. you listen to it fast. I skipped it. I just skipped it, but then it gave me permission to accidentally skip a lot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's the guitar lick. So I, I like, skip like it, how and it'd be like you're not saying you're using minutes. the. I like you're using the second person that it gave you, or a third person. Uh-huh. You gave yourself permission, Lisa. That power was <laughs> in you the whole time. Well, I felt like you guys assigned me something, and I was cheating on homework, but I was I was okay with it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Uh, I Anybody think, else? Another hate? I think probably the thing that I hated the most was that for no good reason, the entire first chapter is about sex torture. Oh yeah, yeah that that was weird because uh, you have to you have to make some bad guys, and apparently the way to make bad guys out of these priests is, and then not feel bad when they're massacred is you make that, them sex torturers. But they weren't that bad. Like that's what what the, the no the part that I I didn't mm-hmm. like was like when uh, John Lyon was thinking about. Uh, not raping her. He was like, yeah. I could easily take advantage of this girl, but right. I think she's been raped before, so I won't. That's and so right. I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide whether he was not going to rape her because, like, she was already used, or whether that's, he was not going to rape her because he was like kind of a good guy. He was but a like, normal <laughs> Earth dude, and they don't do that here. But he said, he said, I'm not going to take advantage of her because she has been raped, and I was like. I feel like, why not just not take advantage of her because you should It's the right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, right? It's kind of yeah. like saying, like, hey, this someone's already robbed the store. I don't want to rob it again. But if it was, like, Rob had been robbed yet, it was like, well, no one's robbed this store yet. I guess I might as well rob this store. Well, at that point, you sort of have messed to. messed up. <laughs> the store, you know? It just made uh, they really had low expectations for Duke. That was, like, yeah, I'm, just... I'm not arguing with you that that was bad. But also, the first chapter was entirely torturing a woman to death. And I feel like... There's something like particularly sick about a book that is never going to be published. That is like yeah. just a person sitting alone in his attic writing that chapter, and then like no, yeah. I don't know. It feels like no. I, well, I think it was brave. I think that ugh. he. It was a brave way to begin when you just torture her, and then you the way you end it is her begging to be raped. I was like, great, <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be a fun read. <laughs> well, well, yeah, the gender I, stuff in this book in general so was bad. terrible. Oh, can like, I tell you some? Let me tell you some. Let's, let's hear the, it. The, the king says, um, truly inflicting pain on women was its own reward. Just so, so that was Well, said. he's the bad he, king. He is he the bad king. But, okay, you have to at least admire that he was not, you know, he wasn't in it for the money. Yeah, he's he's not inflicting pain, uh, you know, on women for the sponsorships. Yeah, you know, he's like, man, I hate doing this, but Nike, yeah. <laughs> just do it. They say so. I do. I do. He, uh, and also, oh man, this just became the worst product placement for Nike. They're gonna be so upset about this. 
They're in yeah. Portland also, man. They're going to talk to you. Local oh, company. Yep. Yeah. yeah Here's the common thing to do I... to women, like when you're like pillaging, is to rip off their breasts with p- iron pincers. Like yeah. that happened multiple times, and yeah. I was just like, as someone with breasts, I didn't appreciate it. No, that would be it's so horrible. But also, like he's got to wear protective gloves so the iron doesn't hurt him, and those gloves have really great sticking power because they're made by Nike. Yeah. <laughs> Nike. Terrible. I don't like sure. it. Just uh, guys, it. can we can we really quickly? Uh, I feel like we've done this before, but can we brainstorm a different way to establish villains besides just <laughs> like being terrible to women? Uh, robbing yeah. a store that's already been robbed, <laughs> like just kicking them while they're down. You know? Yeah. Or or you can show them as selfish in other ways. Certainly, like you can show them as uh, uh, ignoring the needs of others, taking, not giving to charity, taking the biggest piece of pizza before anyone else had a chance to grab at it. And then yeah. laughing at the people with smaller pieces of pizza. Oh, I did see a video about how to steal pizza at a party where you cut a strip out of the middle, both vertically and horizontally, and then push the oh, pizza together yeah. and it looks smaller, but it, there's no one can tell. Like, if you, started a, if you started a book with that guy doing that and then bringing out and being like, here's our pizza group, I would hate him forever. That's a super dick move. Well, it, it, that's also a weird pizza. That's That becomes fork pizza at a certain point, right? Because yeah. you've got these strips. Yeah, you yeah. you also together. have to picture the guy in the kitchen at a party, but alone, like with the door locked, eating strips of pizza. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's an evil great. dude. Yeah, it's a super evil dude. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what if, guys, what if someone uh, refused the, uh, the call uh, of his government uh, to market a euthanasia machine? <laughs> That'd be pretty evil, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to think that if he did answer that call... That would also be evil. Asa, do you have something to tell us? Would you like to talk I about I think that, it? especially if the guy doesn't realize that what he's doing is terrible, but thinks he's a hero, I think that yeah. would be pretty evil. Yeah. I think right, just, just the me, cats. Maybe that. Here, independent of anything else, guys, just let me know. Do you think today is a good day to die is a good slogan? Or our <laughs> turn, would you like, I've had a good run? Is you know, the- anytime you're using Go Mr. Worf from Star Trek The Next Generation as your sloganeer, that's, uh, that's a weird thing. I think the slogan should just be, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Come Kill on. yourself. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. I, um, I'm so sorry, Nike. I want you to sponsor something positively <laughs> at some point. We're we're still open yeah. for like jersey sponsorship on the podcast. We would definitely yeah. wear your logos. Um, oh my god, can we get jerseys? Is that we should have to, <laughs> only if we can find a jersey sponsor. Oh man, you know what I like about this episode is that I'm not the monster. Ezra's the monster for an episode. <laughs> Ezra, how do you like it? Is it feel weird? We're trying to save the world, weird. guys. <laughs> Just trying to save band world. Can we can we talk about something that's not? as heavy because that's all true and it sucks and i hate it but let's just talk about something else (laughs) guys there was lines that said and the food was yeah yeah i talked about the food no 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 no, but the sentence was and the food was food that was that was the sentence with gravy and vegetables but he was like and the man was a man it was like (laughs) you are totally trying to do nanowrimo and you're like trying to get your extra words and it's making me crazy. <laughs> Guys, can we all just go back to band world where food was food and men were men? <laughs> that was a better time, right? <laughs> Crisis in Meatburg will return next week. For now, please enjoy the following program, which is not related to anything at all. And consider becoming a Meat Buddy by going to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies to support great non-sequiturs just like this.
We're at T-minus two minutes. Final pre-check commencing. Give me a go, no go for launch. Booster. Go. Vital. Go. Guidance. We're go, flight. Surgeon. Go. Procedures. Go. Capcom. Go. Ecom. Go. Romcom. Go. Comma, 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 chameleon. That's a go, Houston. Celebratory champagne for when this bird is in the air. Oh, yeah, that's a go. Enough cups for everybody? Go. Seriously, we ran out of cups last time. Cups are a go, Houston. My parents are proud of me? Very much a go, son. Recovery. Go. Do you have any kings? Go. Fish. Systems. Go. Green means? Go. Red means? Go. No, it means stop. Go. Stop. Go. Go. Stop. Got you. Okay, go for that joke, fight. QRF. Go. TMI. Go. RSTLNE. Um, A, D, M, and C. Oh, that's good. Let's see, uh, power? Go. Money? Go. Brains and looks? Definitely go for you, fight. So, Brenda now knows that she messed up when she dumped me in college because I'm leading a mission for NASA, right? Go. But second chances are possible? Go. We could get a drink this weekend. No, go. How about tonight? Go. All right, well, I need to take a shower. T minus 20 seconds. We are a go for lunch. When I came up from out of the meat locker, city was gone. God, I want to watch Apollo 13 again. It's so good. I watched it's so good. I, I wrote this a while ago uh, for this radio show, and they didn't end up using it. But I like the, like that night. I went home and watched watched it again because it's so fun. Also, I like just watching other countdowns. They're really it's very dramatic. Ah, oh, it's so good. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, so now let's do the, uh, let's do, oh, uh, so John from Norway, uh, wanted us to do this. He wanted us to play, how would you fail to survive the band world? So let's say you're, uh, just, uh, an innocent history professor at a community college or Mm -hmm. ad exec for a company, but still uses Bing (laughs) for the extra pennies and you open up a door under the stairs because you're a new homeowner. And all of a sudden, you're in this world with varying gravity where you're a murderer, uh, or if you want or not. Yeah. How do you fail to survive in that world? Well, I'm a girl. Well, so <laughs> <my> boobs, <laughs> super easy for you, Lisa. So my boobs would have been pincered off. And oh, oh, <laughs> uh, you didn't have to make it Sorry. so real. I think you know what, Lisa. I think you could like stage like some kind of revolution. Uh, I think you'd start going around crushing mages. <laughs> yeah. The sad thing is, all the other women in this, like, the other slavies or whatever, even though they did manual labor the entire time, they were the first to drop. So I think there was something wrong in this gravity where women just were super weak. Interesting. I So I would just be super weak, and I would drop, and then I would die. That would be pretty rough. Although, I gotta say, like, the whole band sickness thing where just suddenly you feel like you weigh more, I mean, kill me now. I'm not gonna... <laughs> Like, I'm not going to survive that. If I, like, walking is already hard. If you're just going to make it harder, ugh. Wait, so would you euthanasia yourself, maybe? I would just do it. I would just do it. Just do it or just walk into a random gravity well that smashes you into a puddle? Yeah, I would just, I mean, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't die from it, but I would just give up. Like, we would cross over into one of the other bands, and I would just be like, well, let's nap forever. Yeah, uh, mine mine is actually pretty similar to that, Alex. I think that, uh, you know, in this world, people get imprisoned for seemingly anything. Um, And I know that I'm not built for prison life. Um, I get lonely, I get bored, I get depressed, uh, and and I'm a rule follower. So if somebody starts breaking out of prison, I'd go, no, sir, not me. I'm staying here. Even though I probably could climb up 50 feet and, you know, do that stuff. Like, uh, I want to get in trouble. That reminds me of something that I thought was so terrific. So he's got super strength because of the fact that gravity is less for him than he's used to. 
Yes. But he's able to pull bars horizontally and break them, which doesn't seem like a gravity issue. Well, it's, yeah. no, it's basically he's just been doing weight training his whole life, you know? So, like, so like he's been, so like... So, how you know, much like, relative gravity... Yeah, how much relative... No, no, it's because he's just been in, in oh, higher right, gravity. Okay. So, which... Right. Wait, so, but how much extra gravity would you need that just casually, without lifting weights, you can bend steel in another... <laughs> Six. <laughs> it's not like the steel is weaker. So, the thing is, steel is the same... <laughs> Well, it's so, not steel; it's cast iron. But yeah, still, cast and iron is the same. Rusty. Skillets? Yeah. It's rusty. To be fair, but he pulled yeah. the thing out of the wall too. Like, yeah, like steel has the same <laughs> breaking strength as it does on Earth. So if he so can't does put brick here, and mortar, really, I mean, if you think about all the yeah. chains he was pulling out of the wall, yeah, he that part didn't make any sense. <laughs> sure, but I like Chris that you would st- you would not break out of jail. Yeah, I'd just be like hanging out in jail. I guess. Well, you know, I was like the, all those torture devices. In defense of in defense of staying in jail, though, uh, is that a lot of times people break out of jail and then get caught, like most of the time, and then you get a longer jail sentence than if you just waited for the parole board to come. Oh out, well, wait, yeah. uh, Alex, I think you have like a uh, not survivor bias there. Like, I think we only hear about the people who get caught again. <laughs> yeah, which That's, is almost uh, everybody. Yeah, but you know what they say: you only do two days. You do your first day and your last day. Yeah, and uh, but then they also say that. The second to last day is the hardest. Like, I think they just... <laughs> that was a way to make themselves feel better about how hard prison was. Yeah. But I know I wouldn't survive. For no, I, I couldn't do jail. I'm also not a great liar. And he yeah. spends a lot of time lying to people about stuff. Oh, come on. These people are so gullible. It's like they've yeah. never heard a lie before. He's like, <laughs> I'm from the government. And look, here's a costume of a soldier. We're, we're soldiers. We're official. Uh, I love how they called conning bluff. I made a, a good bluff. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, how would you not fail this? How would you fail this five as? So I think it'd be the cat thing. So you know, Platinum can't kill anyone who's holding a cat. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I think my enemies would actually use that against me. So they just like they have this army of like people holding cats and be like, "Well, shit, you got me, guys." <laughs> <laughs> well, in Are killing you-, you, I might accidentally hurt the cat that you're holding. I mean, I think I, I think that actually might be somewhat effective in regular war. That if you just if you were walking around holding a cat, I mean, it's kind of oh, sad. Come on, though, you like, know, like, cats are so squirmy; they don't put up with. Well, right, well, that's, yeah, the, issue, that's right. the hard part is holding holding onto the cat. But assuming you were able to, like, if the cat was super sedated, uh, not like or in a carrier chemically. No, you couldn't yeah. do it in a carrier. But just like picture, like like watch American Sniper, but picture everyone he's shooting at is holding and petting a cat very slowly. But that I doesn't mean, work because usually villains in our world are petting cats. Yeah, oh, and also Chris Kyle is such so a good shot that he could shoot you, but not the cat. Well, he could. well that's the thing, though, right? Like, uh, Dr. Claus survives the whole time, despite yeah. being pretty evil, right? Yeah, but so does Blofeld. Was, uh, this is a good point, though, that evil people do that. But, like, I guess no one ever shot Blofeld because of it, right? I think I there's a weird uh, discrimination against people with cold laps. How come you got to make people with cold laps evil? All they want is something soft and warm and pleasant to sit with them and keep them company. But it all of a sudden, them all into Lenny. You but just it's... turned all people into Lenny. You just know that, right? But at the same time, Chris, why would a cat want to sit on a cold lap? I thought the whole reason they sat on you is because you're warm. Well, no, I mean, because, like, together... What are you providing this cat, is what I'm saying. Honestly, I think the cat sits on you because you don't want it there, usually. So, like, that's the problem. As soon as you want it there, the cat does not want to be there anymore. Yeah, how many times have people been in the room like, oh, I don't like cats, and the cat's just like, you're my best friend. (laughs) Yeah. They do. Like, dogs can sense fear, and cats can sense hatred. Mild distaste. Yeah. They can sense allergies. 
<laughs> That's a pretty good trick, actually. If you're like only like if you could sense that people didn't like you, and then you just turned got super nice. Why don't yeah. we diagnose allergies with cats more? You know, just like a, there's a like feral cat in the doctor's office. You like you, uh, you know, like wait, wait, like wait, packaging, like rub it on people. What? It, let's pause that for a second. How? How? Do, what do you have to go through to make the cat sterile? <laughs> no, it's, What's it's the in process a of sterilizing. It's, like, it's, like it's, like it's just like a pre prepackaged cat. You pull back the paper, and there's a cat. But did it have to go through like a dishwasher first? Oh, yeah. No, he would. That would be the worst thing for a cat. <laughs> That cat will get out of that package and be pissed. Oh, but when you wait, peel can't... them out of the packaging, they're adorably staticky. <laughs> yeah, wait, is that a true thing, though? I was wondering that. Do cats get super staticky? Oh, I yeah, they go straight to... All, well, all the really staticky cats, they're already in band world is the thing. <laughs> well, but yeah. just so picture, you, like, you've got fur paws, and you're rubbing them against the carpet all the time. That would yeah. make you staticky. I mean, yeah. Cat fur is really good at generating static, actually. Okay. Plus, it looks all good. funny. See, you learned something. It feels like this was an educational adventure for Lisa. <laughs> no, because I thought it was kind of adorable that I, I imagine this guy going to the Discovery Museum and like look, playing with static electricity. He's like, this is like magic. Wait a second. I'm going <laughs> to write a, a book about this. What is static electricity? The most magic. basic children's science museum phenomenon was actually magic. I, I want the other book series where it's just based off of, like, baking soda and vinegar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, like, not even enough electricity to do anything or not enough, like, of a chemical reaction to really do much besides make kind of a volcano. I need like, to get back to my homeland, and the only way is for this slavey to put together a small volcano <laughs> with baking soda and vinegar. That would be adorable. Last place for the science fair. Let's do the second half of <laughs> Yeah, the only way to get home is if I like I did a very basic experiment with plants and food coloring. Yeah, or uh, or made a potato clock. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? It's French fry time. That's not what you yeah. meant. That's not what you meant. Time traveling to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the second half of our compliment sandwich. Uh, we're going to go in the reverse order, which means, Lisa, oh, you have shoot. to go first. So what is your minor compliment? I, I used them all. Um, well, I oh, yeah, I really liked the um, the lamps. And because, again, science. Remind me cool about the lamps? Fusion. Oh, yeah, you mean the, the, the torches that work underwater? Yeah, the torches, the torches don't have any heat, and so you can, like, play with I love doing that first of all when I was little you know passing your finger through the flame yeah, oh, yeah. you could do it a bunch because they're cold mm, yeah and exactly as, you wouldn't burn nothing soon as he said that I was like cold fusion is this about cold fusion is this about to get real and then it didn't I thought it was I about was LEDs because they're also cold to the touch <laughs> yeah and like then there's the question of like what actually produces heat in this mm-hmm. world at night oh, cats like, laps that's stuff. it <laughs> this this meat was cooked by a cat on a lap. <laughs> it was probably not thoroughly cooked. You might everyone in Band World is very sick. Yeah, it's a lot of foodborne illness as soon as the magic goes away. Um, uh, Ezra, that's you. What's your mind? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I kind of like the author. Like, I was reading over his obituary, and it seemed yeah. like he was kind of cool. Um, he he so, seemed like you'd be buddies with him. So, his, this is one line I liked a lot. His top students were given tickets to his, quote, time machine with futuristic-looking pods, including spy holes, allowing, quote, time travelers to view scenes from history. That's kind of a great thing for a professor. (laughs) 
That like, is a cool history prof- history teacher right? in seventh grade. So, That's kind of weird at community college. <laughs> so, so I think he taught high school also, I believe. Uh, okay. Oh, That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a, a, a super cute dude, and uh, maybe... No, that's mean. I... It just feels like maybe, you know, the books were not published for a reason, and this was the level he was meant to achieve. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I think that is a little mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, wait. here's the, the... Actually, I was feeling this about, like, making fun of it, because I did think it was pretty like, earnest and pretty nice for most of it. If it weren't for that, like, 45 minutes of sex torture, then it would and, be totally... And those 24 minutes of bumpers. Yeah, and the music. It would be, if it weren't for those two things, it would be mean to make fun of the book. But because because of that, I feel like you've opened yourself up to actual criticism. That's actually, I texted Chris. I was like, I can't do this because he's not like a big successful guy. And then I was like, yeah. oh, he's incredibly misogynistic. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So he you, he gives he gives uh, his best students uh, uh, a, a free ticket to the time machine where they see how women were treated back in the day. Uh. Yikes. Like they should be treated now. Like, that's no, what I don't yeah. say that. That's not true. <laughs> that's how it felt, though. I yeah, like, oh. it was pretty rough for that, and so I do feel like that opens him up to some criticism. Uh, that makes it my turn. Um, I think this book was a healthy reminder that home ownership is not a walk in the park. That is true, yeah. man. You have to budget for that. You, you mm. need to budget for a lot of different surprises, you know? Like, he yeah. bought this fixer-upper, and it might have another dimensional portal that your cat escapes to. Like, you got to have a lot of money saved away I, I, for fixing. I'll be honest. I mean, I think he should have... There's, there's some due diligence. Like, if he had had the inspector, like, come in like he should have, <laughs> the inspector pro- a good inspector probably would have caught that. Yeah, oh, for sure. Lines. He definitely was too hasty in buying the house. But I... Even a good inspector might have like not gotten enough static electricity to go through the portal, so it might not have worked. Oh, well, you know? a good inspector knows that. Like every, it's it's, it's a <laughs> common enough problem, especially under stairs. You know what I love? Wait, wait! I love picturing the inspector, the home inspector, who writes the book about how he caught that common problem, <laughs> and then he's a superhero. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> that would actually be a better superhero. He could right. like go back to the past and be like, you know, that ceiling is about to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember the great hero Johnson who helped us shore up these roof beams? Yeah, oh, great home inspector. <laughs> yes, and like they they have an entire like religion devoted to the code. Yeah. Is it up yeah. to the code? I like the idea of home inspectors having like a toolbox of kittens. Yes, exactly. In the in the in the sterile packaging, <laughs> and they are pissed off. Chris, what's your yeah. minor compliment? So my matter compliment uh, is for Van de Graaff generators, um, yeah. which are wonderful uh, as far as junior high sc- science is concerned. You can make static electricity. You can make everybody's hair stand on end. You can, you can do some generate fun three to four Van de Graaffs per person. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you could graph them. Um, I thought that when, uh, in fact, I love them so much that I was just, I thought about how, when he goes back to band world, I thought, okay, now it's his job to make a Vandegraaff generator and he can build yeah. it out of medieval parts. And I thought, well, what does he have that makes elect- static electricity? Well, there's the crystal, uh, the wizard crystal. There's only one of those. The hero castle has a ton of cats. So I thought he was going to strap the cats to something. <laughs> to some sort of a wheel. And then some make sort of a carpeting wheel. around the wheel. Yeah, so the cats and have a slavey on, on like a pedal bike. And then just generate a lot of like static electricity from these poor cats. And then he would just go home. Just put a, he's just putting cats in a dryer and then attaching yeah. that to his portal. <laughs> and I thought, 
surely that has to be the problem. And, and he's being um, stopped by the great enemy, Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, as as a compliment, I think Van de Graaff generators are fantastic, and uh, they definitely got me hyped up and thinking this book was something other than it was. Yeah, it's a little disappointing that it's like Van de Graaff generator got me here, but just generic magic will get me back. Like part of the fun was the bad science. Yeah, magic brand magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the the best kind of magic because it's the most affordable. You know, the best magic is the one you have with you. Yeah, you don't have to afford an explanation or a backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes in like like I'm picturing like the uh, just the the big like bag of uh, cereal, I guess. Like so, it's just like a you know just a, a big like like a like a five pound sack of magics. <laughs> yeah, and it's not as good, but it's still decent. No, it's pretty. Yeah. It's good enough <laughs> for the price. It's great compared to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, that's it for our show, uh, for our discussion of Under the Stairs, the first book in the Bad World series. John from Norway, thanks for listening to the live show. Thanks for winning this prize. Thank thanks you. for suggesting this. I'm sorry we didn't like it as much as you did. Um, but, you know... Uh, you know what we no say, refunds? Alex. What's our motto? Yeah, our, our motto is no <laughs> refunds. And I th- and also, just do it. I think is our <laughs> oh, motto. no. It's not just do it. It's we just have, no refunds. We have a couple of mottos. Uh, we had a good run. We did. <laughs> That has such a darker twist to it now. Stop telling people to kill themselves. Oh, it's, it's to save the world. Guys, kill yourself. We had a good run. Yeah. You guys, uh, don't. You're you're special. People like you. Okay. Anyway, um, next week, join us again. Next week, we're going to be talking about Anonymous Rex by Eric Garcia, which seems to be a detective story about a dinosaur, and. <laughs> I am totally excited about it. Wait, is is it is it actually like that? Like bricks, like T Rex went under undercover. No. I like. It's the first book in the Vincent Rubio series. Uh, Vincent Rubio, a Los Angeles private investigator, is down on his luck. He's out of work. His car's been repossessed. His partner has died under mysterious circumstances, and his tail just won't stay put. Vincent <sighs> is a dinosaur. A velociraptor, like to be pre- precise. Oh, not like Denver. The last dinosaur. It seems the dinosaurs faked their extinction 65 million years ago and still roam the Earth disguised in convincing latex costumes that help them blend in perfectly to human society. Oh, the power of latex. (laughs) (laughs) This is a big reveal where a velociraptor pulls off his rubber mask and is like, I'm not actually your friend, James. I'm... (laughs) I'm your friend, a velociraptor. Wait, so is this self-published? No, this is real. This, this is, is real. for realsies? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it doesn't That's seem, amazing. from my searching, it does not seem super popular, but... <laughs> I mean, there's a movie, there's like a, a, a backdoor TV pilot based uh, on it. A backdoor TV pilot? Was this? Yeah, so like it's, it was supposed to be like a TV pilot uh, if it was like successful, but like no one picked it up, so it just kind of like got released as like a made-for-TV movie. Oh. Well, it's been sponsored by Michael. It's a present for his wife again, and because she had a birthday last year too, apparently. And she really loved oh. this book and thought that we would love it as well. So it's a present to her, also a present to us. And we picked that as our first uh, topic for February because February is Love Month. 
Hey, we're going to be celebrating Love Month all February in uh, although that in all its forms. One of them is the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Another one, Dinosaur Detectives. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two of Love's many splendors. Um, love is gentle. Love is kind. Apparently, Michael's love language is dinosaur books, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, honey, I just read this book and I've discovered my love language is. <laughs> my dinosaur impression uh anyway so stick around for that thanks again to everybody who sponsored you guys we really appreciate it this was a crazy 35 seconds we had back on wednesday we sold out of sponsors if you didn't see this on social media we sold out of sponsorships in 35 seconds 35 seconds that's got to be a world record for a thing that no one else has ever tried to do um (laughs) if if um so so i i you know Chris, you, you ran some numbers of how much we made per hour, but if we if you do that for like a yearly wage, $187 million a year. That's what we would be able to pay ourselves. If we could keep that rate if up. We could keep this yeah, up. Um, it doesn't scale, is the thing. Because <laughs> we can only do four a month. Yeah, because then we have to listen to topics and do shows and yeah. also, you know, like, no. Yeah, the amount we make, the, the amount of money that goes to us per hour for work is uh, much lower than that. Yeah. We, we, For sure. Our annual income is like in, in the in the hundreds of dollars, <laughs> in the low in the low four digits, and uh, but but you know what? It's not about that. I mean, it is about that. It's about it's about love, you guys, uh, <laughs> and inflicting as much pain as you want on us, specifically from you. And, yeah, uh, I. That's a fun I mean, I'm. There's a really. It's an exciting lineup. It's a lot of books. It's book heavy this time. Last time it was kind Ooh. of a movie heavy. So we got a lot of books to read coming up. But it, it's going to be super fun. Thank you, everybody who sponsored. And we're sorry to everyone who didn't sponsor. I personally like. I opened up the page to just see to make sure it had worked when it was supposed to go live. And then like 35, 30 seconds later, it switched to the we're sold out thing. And I was like, because I programmed it, I was like, oh no, it's an error. I screwed up really badly. I have to go fix the system. And it was not an error. You guys really did get in there super fast. You guys fast. were waiting and lurking on that webpage, hitting refresh yeah. is what was happening. Yeah. And we're, so we're going to work some, we're going to try something a little different next time. We might try something more of a, uh, more of a lottery system or a raffle. We'll do some stuff next time. We'll keep trying. We're going to keep experimenting. So thank you everybody who did it on the on point version the being at your computer version and uh, we'll see you again in a few months for a different version make sure you're on the mailing list this week written by Chris hey uh, Chris's first weekly <laughs> weep so get in there it's good. you're gonna love it uh, subscribe read-weep.com and thank you for being here as always C. Walt- at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra uh-huh. Fox yeah pleasure and thanks for being here Lisa thanks for taking the time away from your cat generator and <laughs> I don't have a cat. I wish I had a cat. Oh, are you allowed to have a cat? Did you did your cat run away to another world? Oh yeah. No, my cat would stay with me. My cat would love me if I had a cat. You do not know cats. (laughs) (laughs) They show their love by being aloof and running away to other worlds. I think I think you're thinking of a dog. Is actually what you're thinking of. (laughs) I like one of those too. Although. I find that dogs don't actually... Like, people think dogs love you, but for some reason they only seem to love my hand and thinking there's a sandwich in it. So, Mm. it does feel very conditional, the dog love. Yeah. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. I just want a dog to love me for me, not me for meat. Hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, Alex. No, it's not. I'm pretty pretty hard to love. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I meant. (laughs) 
All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Just do it. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Stop it.